Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. This is the time in the NFL calendar where things are pretty quiet. And uh, so we have today for you the biggest questions mm. during this slow time of the uh, news cycle as the Ravens approach training camp. So we're going to go through that question uh, list of questions. And then at the end of it, oh, we got a beauty for you. The summer draft. <laughs> you said that this is usually the time of year where it's pretty quiet. So this is why we got to break out the summer draft. Uh-huh. This is draft season. This is draft season. It's also... <laughs> You know, it's summertime, so it's two for one. And yeah. also, just so listeners know, we will not have an episode next week because it's our summer. It's our one-week summer. Yes. One week of summer, uh, which is the 4th of July week, um, where we get a little bit of a break. So there will not be an episode uh, next week. Um, but the uh, the summer draft should hold you over until we get back after that. For sure. Uh, so first first off, I will I do want to start with this because I wasn't here last week. I was uh, on vacation last week when Tony Sirigus and Jalen Ferguson died, and I just quickly wanted to uh, personally just say how much I enjoyed being around Jalen, and that was really tough news. And then with Tony Siragusa, he was actually, uh, when I became a Ravens fan in 1999, uh, it was when they, the Ravens started to get a little good, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I was, I think, in high school, and Tony Siragusa was a big part of that for me. Uh, you know, it was just like this great cast of characters and him being the biggest character of all. And he was just such an enjoyable guy to watch and root for. You know, he was just so fun. He made football fun and being a fan fun. Uh, so that, that was tough. And I just kind of wanted to give my two cents on that. Yeah, uh, certainly. And, and for listeners who haven't done so, last week, obviously, Cliff and I talked about it, and it was an incredibly difficult week for the organization, and yeah. Ravens fans, and everybody. And um, we also had a chance to talk with Kevin Byrne, who knew Tony Saragusa really well. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if you haven't listened to the episode last week, uh, that's really where we we shared a full tribute to both Jalen and to Tony. Um, and uh, I would encourage you to do so. And you know, as I said, it's just a really difficult. It was a difficult week, and yeah. uh, certainly still feeling that right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's jump into these questions, and we'll start here with one that fans love to talk about, and that's wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Do the Ravens add a wide receiver uh, at some point during training camp or, or before training camp, before the season starts, or do they roll with what they have? Uh, that is the question. Garrett, at the end of the day, what do you think they're going to do? I think that right now they're going to go into training camp with the guys who are on this team. I don't think that they will add somebody before training camp. Okay, will they add somebody before the season starts? I think that they will add somebody before the season starts. Ooh. Now, is that like a massive move or is that a massive trade? I don't necessarily know that that's in the cards because there's limitations there. There's, I mean, there's some big-name guys, Julio Jones, sitting on the market, but like – is that who you want to bring in? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that it would be a massive move, but I think that there may be somebody who, you know, a team may part ways with a guy in training camp because he gets cut and they are looking to go in another direction. Trades so they, happen. Trades happen. I think that they will add another receiver to this team before the regular season. Okay. Now, is that a guy that's going to be a starting receiver? Like, I'm not necessarily convinced of that. Um, but they will, I th- expect them to add another receiver to this roster. So if at any point, you know, they add like the 10th receiver to this team, then I could be like, see, I told you. <laughs> it's, it's a training camp it's a guy. It's a guy who's here for two weeks. I'm like, I told you they were going to add somebody at some point. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. You would. <laughs> but uh, but I, 
up to this point, they haven't. And they have, I think, based on the fact that they didn't add anybody in the draft, they didn't make a trade for anybody, but they want to... I don't... You know the, the, the interesting thing, you know, you say they didn't add anybody in the draft. Uh, I don't know that that was necessarily by design. You know, I mean, Eric DaCosta said there was a receiver they would have drafted at 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and, and you know, they tried... They were going to draft one in the fourth round, but it didn't didn't work out. And mm-hmm. Steelers took the guy right before the Ravens. So they ended up drafting Isaiah likely who they're very happy with so far. Anyway, you know, maybe it worked out for the best, Yeah, but it's not like, you know, we have some clear signs. There was reported. There was some smoke around Jarvis Landry, yeah. right? We don't know whether that was legitimate smoke or, or a little, a little, <laughs> You know, uh-huh. the smoke from a cigarette lighter, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, but like, there's been some there. And, and um, so it's not like, it just hasn't worked out for various reasons, potentially. You know what I mean? So I think that there's maybe some intent to upgrade the wide receiver core that just hasn't come to fruition. Well, then that's part of the reason I feel like they may, that they will add somebody to the group before right. the start of the regular but season. I, but I also do think that their confidence in their guys. So which way and, are you going here? I'm really torn. This is a classic <laughs> mink argument here. I'm just going to talk out both sides of this. Yeah. I also do think that they like this group that they have now and truly do believe like that they've earned the opportunity for more roles and to step into that kind of job. Right. Um, I think they like their guys to coin a buck. You know, Buck Showalter <laughs> saying they like their guys. Um, I also think if if it works out and and the dollars and cents make sense and and the fit makes sense, that I also would not certainly rule out adding somebody. Is mm-hmm. kind of what I, that's where I yeah said. yeah and, and like on the draft, <clears throat> yeah, I think if there were certain receivers there, if someone at fourteen, then they I mean they I think that's why they waited to announce the Hollywood Brown deal until after that pick was made. Right, I mean, they wanted to give themselves some options there, and maybe catch somebody by surprise. Right. Uh, but they, the fact is they had 11 picks and they didn't feel like receiver was such a need that they had to use one of their 11 picks on receiver. So they opted. It was not a huge need. Yeah. So they said, you know what? We're going to go with these young guys, give them a shot. And up to this point, they've not added, not added anybody. Yeah. So they're not forcing the issue by adding somebody to this mix. And I, I think that they like this receiving core, we had James Prochet on a few weeks ago, and he talked about the chip on his shoulder and wanting to prove everybody wrong and, and all that. And I think that that's a common refrain. Mm-hmm. These guys kind of have us against the world mentality and that like they hear all the chatter and they yeah. and they hear people saying whether they should add some more guys to this mix, all that stuff. They're well aware of it. Yeah. And so up to this point, the Ravens have said, we're going to trust these young guys and give them a opportunity to sink or swim the ravens love underdogs mm-hmm. i mean steve ashadi even on studio 44 talked about you know him being kind of the underdog when he was launching his business and how much that motivates you uh you know to kind of prove people wrong yeah. you know uh and that you can do it and uh the wide receivers certainly have that opportunity and i think the ravens kind of like that totally so that's the, that's one big question i think another position group uh that is you know, a question around is the pass rusher group. Yep. And we've answered this. We've got this question a number of times. Will the Ravens add a pass rusher? Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is somebody who's come up as uh, somebody who reportedly visited uh, for a workout. And uh, Justin Houston, Justin is, Houston is talked about a lot. You know, he's still out there as well. So are the Ravens going to add one of those guys or somebody else? I feel much. I feel much more confident that they will add a pass rusher than I do wide receiver. Yeah. I think that it's almost a... I would be surprised if they do not have another veteran pass rusher on this team before the season starts. You know, you got these guys coming back from injury. Um, and so they need they need a veteran kind of to bridge that gap, I think, until David Ajabo is back on the field. And we don't know when Tyus Bowser is going to be back on the field. So, you know, I think only one, though. Uh, you know, I think that Vince Beagle is already been signed and i think that he has a pretty good chance of making the team um you know they uh they already brought back steven means who got a tryout in minicamp so they signed him he'll be in the competition uh but i I do think that they need to add another veteran to this stable yeah i think they will um as i've said before both those guys jason pierre paul and justin houston veteran players 
Justin Houston signed after training camp had already started last year. Yeah. So they may both be saying like, yeah, we'll see how this thing plays out. They may want to kind of just survey the landscape on their own too and see yeah. like, does a guy from another team get hurt? Does a bigger hole open up? Does the money become greater elsewhere? Right. All that stuff. Like all, all that could be taking place behind the scenes. They're not in any rush to be there for report day. You know, when you're walking in and we take all the photos and the videos <laughs> and the thumbs ups. And, yeah, I mean, right. They're, they're not going to be part of that. Right, right. So <laughs> I just feel like they can uh they, they could wait and see what right. is out there right um knowing full well that they need to stay in shape <laughs> well exactly and when justin houston showed up last year you're like okay this guy's been working yeah like, he was in good shape exactly and so but I, i'm with you i agree with you i think that they will add a linebacker pass rusher at some point before the season starts yep the other big position group is the secondary because there's a lot of really good players there. And how does D- this... Different question with the secondary, though. Yeah, you have right an abundance of players. Yeah. Um, and and it's really how do you use all of them, right? Uh, and so I think, obviously, a lot of that centers around... You know that Marcus Williams is going to be on the field 100% of the snaps, probably, right? Yeah, you would think so. I would think 100% of the snaps. So then what's the percentage look like between Chuck Clark and Kyle Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Does, you know, who else factors into that equation? Does it Tony Jefferson get any a slice of that on defense? Right. Does Geno Stone get a slice of that on defense? Um, you know, how do you use all these guys? That's the the coach. The coaches are going to get a hundred questions about that. You know, and they already have. They're going to get more. And what they've said to this point is, we see a role for everybody. And it's just until we really see the games, we don't know what that's going to look like. You know, I mean, I expect that Kyle Hamilton's going to be used in a variety of blitzing, uh, deep coverage. You know, he's rangy. He's a big hitter around the line of scrimmage. But Chuck Clark's good around the line of scrimmage, too. He's a physical player and a smart player. You know, uh, what? who wears the mic? You know, I mean, is that – does the safety have to take it on? Or, or is Josh Bynes – Playing 100% of the snaps? I don't think so. What about, I bet it's Patrick, Patrick Queen. Queen. I bet it's Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, you would think, is probably going to be... Yeah, but he didn't play 100% of the snaps last year. Right. I mean, it, it, the number incre- it decreased early in the season, then it started going back up once they moved him to Will. Yeah. And he was playing a higher percentage of the snaps. But, you know, Chuck Clark wore it. And as it stands now, I don't think Chuck Clark's going to be playing 100% of the snaps. It's an interesting question. Yeah, the the green dot Mar- and who wears Marcus the mic? Peters, right? <laughs> that would be a lively green dot. <laughs> it's not two way communication. Yeah, it yeah. just goes into the helmet. You can't co- speak back. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like he, so with the secondary. I think first of all, I think the secondary is going to be really good. I mean, yeah, really good for that, sure. And so we saw that I think during mini camp and OTAs. I mean, they were buzzing around right and and you didn't even have marcus peters out there and also right. kyle fuller wasn't out there until minicamp right so like the the guys who are in question in terms of how much you use them are really tony jefferson chuck clark kyle hamilton yes but but just on hamilton i think hamilton's just gonna play by i don't know six games into the season i think he's gonna be on the field 80 percent plus well, of the snaps so that's a question right the yeah, question is that's, how, how much but that's my answer play. that's my I answer he's gonna play a lot that's my answer is oh, that I he's, agree. he's I gonna think. be out there 80 plus percent of the snaps by a month into the season or so is it week one i don't know but i, I would th- agree with that yeah i think he's looked uh good enough so far that you say yeah we got something here like he's a starter he's yeah. a starter who's on the field almost all the time if not all the time yeah he's he's a game changer i think for this defense yeah and so i think he's gonna get a lot of action so then it's like all right so tony chuck clark brandon stevens because right. brandon stevens gosh i shouldn't have left, and, and, left him off and the geno list. stone right like, wh- well, those brandon's, four brandon's guys really playing more corner i think he, he has been but then all of a sudden they, they add kyle fuller and let's just say kyle fuller marlon humphrey and marcus peters are all good to go the, yeah but Brandon Stevens could still be your fourth corner. I mean, now he's in Jalen Armour Davis has looked pretty darn good. You know how I feel about Pepe. Right. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, they're they're deep at corner and safety. Which really. Is, which is which is what you need, especially after last season. That yeah. was intentional. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, on Brandon Stevens, like part of the – part of the thing that's so great about him is is he fits like there's a lot of guys who you use like the same adjectives about like Swiss Army knife. He can he can play he can cover tight ends. He can play on the outside. Yeah. He can play up mm-hmm. in the box. He can blitz well, all this stuff. 
you know, how much does Chuck in like passing situations basically play middle linebacker, you know, and like take over for like Patrick Queen in coverage duties, basically uh, as a linebacker in third and eight plus. Right. Right. Like, and Kyle Hamilton's obviously out there alongside Marcus Williams. Like that could be a scenario that the Ravens play. I think Chuck could play a lot of a fair amount of dime. You know, Kyle Hamilton could play, you know, a corner in a dime situation. Uh, and that puts him near close to the line of scrimmage as a blitzer so, and, so and all that. You could envision a situation where the only linebacker, linebacker is Chuck Clark. Well, you would have an outside linebacker right, too. Right, right. But the only uh, inside linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I could. Interesting. That would surprise me. We got to get Ken McCusick on the pod. That would surprise me to to like. Why? Why? Why not? Well, Chuck's, Chuck's like how much smaller is Chuck? All right, I'm looking a at lot. Let's get the size. Okay, let's look at. <laughs> Patrick Queen, how about he's six foot two thirty two, okay. Uh, all right, six foot two oh five. Okay, that's so like the difference between me and you. Thirty pound difference. Yeah, but that's that's significant. I mean, that a thirty pound difference is is significant. I don't know. I, I and also like it kind of goes back to the question of who wears the green dot because if that is. If that is Patrick Queen, which I could see it being, I mean, in most teams, it's a linebacker. You know, the Ravens were kind of outside the box when they started having Eric Weddle do it. And it yeah. really was just a function of <clears throat> Eric Weddle was like a coach on the field, knew everything going on. So he yeah. started doing it. Then Tony Jefferson started doing it. Um, but like, it, it, and then Chuck, then it kind of stayed at the safety position based on those guys being on the field all the time. But most teams go with a linebacker. So like, it could go back to Patrick Queen. I think it could. And then he's not coming off the field then. Right. Then we're not subbing in Chuck Clark right. in my third and eight plus situation. Right. So there are lots of questions about the secondary. How about this? The old helmet switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> You're running on and off. You got guys taking off helmet. What do you think? You're running down late on the play clock because you guys are swapping helmets. <laughs> I uh, I also, you know, as part of this, like, it'll be interesting to see how, like the 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 imprint that Mike McDonald, the new defensive sure. coordinator, puts on this defense, and that was what like everyone said about him at Michigan was that like, and he has talked about it is you kind of build the team around the pieces that you got, mm-hmm. and you put them in position to succeed. Right. So that's why I say that, right? Like if the Ravens don't have like you know this this boss inside linebacker group, right? Uh, they have a ton of safeties. They have a, t- a lot of corners, right? Like. You're a little thin at outside linebacker. Like, you kind of, I don't know. You put a lot of DBs out there and hope you you get some picks. And I think Pratchett Queen's going to have a big year. I do. I agree with that. I'm not not sitting here advocating for taking him off the field. I'm just saying. Sounds like like you are. That third down's that third and eight. I'm just saying that there's ways to get more ways to get these safeties on the field. I think it'll be interesting to see, like, once it's, I don't know, whatever, week 10 and we look back. And this is something you do in the offseason. You talk about all these different ways. You got you can use all these guys. You can, you know, it's kind of similar in offense. How do you use these tight ends? You got four tight ends. Are you gonna yeah. use four and, and then and then a lot of times it ends up becoming like you have your starters and then you have like your third guy who kind of gets in there a little bit and like do you actually is it right, that right. different? Or right. is it just like is it week ten and we look at it and we're like Marcus Williams plays hundred percent of the snaps, Kyle Williams or Kyle Hamilton plays, you know, eighty percent and then some combination of Chuck and Brandon Stevens plays the other 20%. Exactly. Like, is it like we're talking about all this crazy stuff and then at the end of the day, it kind of turns out to be like just the simplest answer. I don't know. That's the question. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a huge offseason question and one that will certainly be monitored closely during training camp is when these injured players get back on the field. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Stanley uh, is a huge part of that. You know, I was encouraged by what John Harbaugh said at the end of the minicamp saying that his uh, foot looks really good uh, and that basically the mission for Ronnie now is to get in the best shape of his career. So when, you, when you've reached that part of the rehab, that's a good sign. The, the injury aspect is kind of behind you, right? Now it's the football part. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know whether Ronnie will be there for the first practice of training camp my gut tells me he would be, if he is, that he would still be very much eased in. You know, it would be individual drills at first, and then, you know, then maybe some one-on-one kind of stuff, and then, you know, he would be eased into action, mm-hmm. full-team action, I think. But it wouldn't shock me. wouldn't shock me, yeah. right, if he's, like, back on the field hitting the sled day one. wouldn't shock me. 
Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it took, he was not back out there on day one last year. Right. Um, and so, I don't know. It's a coin flip in my mind. Yeah. Um, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Yeah. They're I mean, the John, other, other big question marks. Of course. And John Harbaugh said on J.K., like, you know, J.K. is pushing me. Like, he wants to get out there. So, right. like, you would think that he's going to be pretty early. I, I just think that, like... We're just trying to read the tea leaves here. Exactly. You, like, take any little... <laughs> <laughs> and I think that they're going to be conservative. I think that like yeah. Ronnie's whole situation last year, like he gets out there and then, you know, he plays one game and then he's done. Right. So they're going to be conservative. I would not expect to see any of those guys in the preseason. No, you know, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> so like those guys are. You think JK is going to play in no, a preseason game? No, no, no. No way no. in Hades. Yeah. So I think that uh, it'll be a like kind of a slow build for, for each of them. But and then Tyus Bowser, sorry. Yeah, Ty, I mean, well, Tyus Bowser and Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters right. is more in the, in like the timeline that you would think. He said that he would expect to be full strength day one of training camp, at the start of training camp. Right. Now, he didn't practice at all during the offseason program. We did right. see him out there on the field occasionally, not practicing, but hanging out and yelling at his teammates. Yeah, good, <laughs> the good stuff. Which is no. good. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I guess my thing on it is like, I am not like, holding my breath that like really for any of them to be out there day one of training camp. Yeah, I don't think but it really like, matters if they're out there day one necessarily. Right. It's just like, do they come back? I mean, obviously you don't want to come back at the very end of training camp, but if it's you want to see some yeah. progress yeah, yeah. throughout the course of training camp. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's three weeks in and none of them are on the field. Right. Now, just be like, uh, be a little bit concerned. Yeah, exactly. But like, it, it, I, I'm with you. Like it's, it, if you start to see guys kind of trickle out there, like that is a good, as and long I as it's moving, probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. But that is the question. And like... Harbaugh has talked about it. Eric DaCosta has talked about it. Like, injury timelines are tricky. They're tough to predict. Hopeful that all those guys are ready to open the season. But until you see it, like, mm-hmm. it's going to remain a question. Tyus Bowser is one you started to, to mention. Mm-hmm. I mean, he tore his Achilles, you know, at the end of uh, January. The, yeah, he told it, tore it in January. But then, like, he's walking around, looks like, is this, did this guy even get hurt? Right. Uh, yeah. It's, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, John Harbaugh said with the knee injuries with Gus and JK that a lot of times these knee injuries are a little kind of, you know, trickier. They have their own timelines. They're not as necessarily as predictable. It seems like Achilles injuries and the rehab is more predictable. You're on the bandwagon. The Achilles is just like a big, you know, it's like a bone. Put a band-aid on it and let's (laughs) roll. (laughs) You got a boo-boo? Let's go. Um, No. Uh, I mean, it just seems like, like, it's it's more of a cut and dry injury to me. Yeah. You know, this is one of those ones where John Harbaugh's up there and he's like, well, you guys should ask Dr. Tucker. Well, we're not allowed to talk to Dr. <laughs> Tucker. I would love to bring him on the pod and, get, and ask him this question about the Achilles versus the knee, but I don't think we'll be doing that. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to a guy who's a pretty big name for this team. Uh, number eight, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. who we haven't mentioned at all. And his contract obviously will continue to be a storyline until the ink is dry. Do you think that Lamar will get a contract before the season starts? Uh, I'm not saying, I I would say if I, it's kind of a coin flip. Like he said during minicamp that they've had conversations, right? Which he said it 20 times. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which was a big statement. You know, that like, yeah. it's not like, cause, cause when he he's kind of said, we're not talking about it. I'm putting it off till the end of, till after the season is done. Exactly. I'm not worried about it right now. And he also said, and we talked about this, you know, when we did the minicamp podcast, but he said that he expects to be in Baltimore for his entire career. Yeah. So like, to me, that answered two major questions. Do you want to be here? Yes. And 
are you having any, are you making any progress in that regard? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that when he's not here and there's, there's all just kind of noise and speculation and do you want to be here? Is he going to hold out? All, all that stuff, all that stuff. And to me, like th- this is, was an encouraging sign that a contract could happen before the start of the season. Yeah. So I think it's honest. I, I do not think it's a guarantee. I don't think that like, if it doesn't happen, Lamar is too stressed about it. Like I, he's, I, I don't think that the Ravens are too stressed. I just think that there's a chance. So again, yeah. kind of a coin flip in my mind on this one. Yeah, I, I think it, it could happen. Not banking on it to happen, but I think there's always like you kind of alluded to. There's always this chatter and buzz, and when you know, especially when there's not a lot of information coming out from really either side, and particularly Lamar's camp, like then you know people like us still fill the void. Mm-hmm. Right. And you get these things like, oh, well, it's, you know, they're not going to, they're going to put it off till next offseason. Right. Are, are, are they definitely going to do that? Right. Did he say that? Right. Did anybody like say that? Right. <laughs> Where's where that coming from exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, those things sometimes can just evaporate and, and suddenly, you know what? We found a deal. We got a deal done. Mm-hmm. I could very well see that happening. Yeah. And that's it's what... definitely happened when we're on the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is. Definitely. This the, is the July 4th the, contract signing? This is the July, 4th of July. I'm three beers deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lamar is signed. Chad Steele calling me out. Hey, man, get, your, get the story ready. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Cliff, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, get ready for that one. Have that one ready and saved on the computer <laughs> before we break. I spit out my burger. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, so I, I think it could go either way. I, here's the, the other thing, too, on it, and this is like kind of a big one, is like I don't think that a contract or a lack of contract will impact Lamar's play either way. No, I don't think I so. I really don't think it will. I think he's going to have a really good season. Yep. I thought he looked really sharp in minicamp. He did. He's added muscle. Yep. He threw the ball really well. Yep. And like, and I think the, the offense around him is built to allow him to thrive more. Yep, I think the offensive line, like when Eric – did the podcast, he said that Lamar's big thing was like just the offensive line, pointed to yep. the offensive line. And the Ravens addressed that this offseason. I think that's going to be better. And I think they're going to be able to keep him upright. I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well. Like, And he's going to – I think he's going to thrive. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's going to have – I think have, those running backs need to come back healthy. The run game, like – That's I'm a huge still, piece. I'm still – you know, that's a question for me. Like how strong is this run game? The offensive line is definitely stronger. But you have two running – your lead running backs are coming off of knee injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, and now the Ravens have certainly put themselves in a better position with depth behind those guys. You know, uh, they drafted Tyler Beatty. Uh, Justice Hill is back on the field, and then they signed Mike Davis. Yeah. So they're in a better position, absolutely, if J.K., if, and we don't know, if J.K. and, and Gus, as we already talked about, you know, aren't back to 100% right at week away. one. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think that's still a question mark. Like, how well can the, are they going to run the ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll run it well. No Greg Roman offense is going to run the ball poorly. I can tell you that. I yeah. mean, even when they were signing guys off the street last season, they still ran the ball all right. And when you have Lamar Jackson, by far the best running quarterback. I said by far, and I'll stick to it. By far the best running quarterback in NFL history, mm-hmm. uh, toting the rock. Uh, yeah, you're going to do pretty well. Yeah, so, so they're going to be able to. I just think he's going to have a. And he said that he feels better than he did going into 2019. So. Like, yeah, that, that gives you a little bit of insight into his mindset. So I think he's going to have a big season with or without a new contract. Yes. Uh, all right. I think we have, this is our last question that we have here, and that is which rookies will play significant roles this season? Well, we already talked about Kyle Hamilton, so I don't know that we did need to get too much into that. I agree on him. Tyler Linderbaum will play 100% be, of the snaps at center. Will be the week one 100% of the snaps guy. I yes. expect that to be the case. I think that'll be the case week one yep. all the way through the end of the season. I think he's going to be good. Yes. I think he's going to step in, be the starting center, and be really good. I agree. Uh, Ajabo question when he comes back, but I think when he does come back, they're going to try to work him in. I, I just, you know, I know Achilles no big deal to you, but... but <laughs> Boo-boo? It, yeah, but, but it happened you know, in, in March, April time, right? I mean, happened in March. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this was this was late in the game. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that you're kind of like expecting... Tyus Bowser has like a three-month head start on him. Yeah, I don't know how much you're going to get out of a job of this year. I think it might be a couple of sacks. I mean, and I hope that couple he is... A couple of sacks? Didn't th- we talk about this 
I feel like we were talking about this. You got him, you got him in we, for double digits? Didn't we? No, I don't have him for double digits. I think I thought we set an over-under on this. We were talking at practice. Yeah, what, what's your what is your mark? Ten? Oh, I think it's more than a couple. <laughs> I think I, I, I think that Ojabo is gonna get four sacks. Four plus mm. sacks this year. You're you're jumping ahead to our season predictions podcast. Oh yeah. Well we'll say that. Be one. Back, if he gets back like week eight. When's the bye? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit later. But yeah, if you so he comes back and he, what you think he's going to play basically eight or nine games? Yeah, I think you get four sacks in eight or nine games. Yeah, I think that obviously with him, there's going to be like it's going to be a gradual thing in terms yeah. of how much he's doing in the game and in practice. Um, but in terms of other guys, so I think are we talking playoffs? Do we? Are we? No, you don't playoff count games? playoffs in your well, your I, stat total. I might. Yeah, if it if it helps he's going to have three in the playoffs. <laughs> He's going to have four Super Bowl sacks, <laughs> leading to a hoisting the Lombardi. I think that the two corners, uh, Pepe um, and Jalen Armour Davis, like I think that they're both – I don't think they're going to necessarily play huge snaps, especially early, but they're going to be if counted injury, on. If injuries happen. If injuries happen, they're going to be thrust out there. Yeah, Jalen Armour Davis, yes. They could both play a lot. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, I would think if you have an, out, an injury to an outside cornerback, uh, would get a lot of runtime. Yeah. Um, you know, Kyle Fuller now, you you know, he's certainly played a lot of outside corner in his career. He would probably be the first man up, you know, if if uh gosh. If there were an injury. Yeah. Um but Jalen Armour Davis won't be far off. And I think Pepe is I like the kid. I think that he he could work himself into some, you know, nickel snaps. Mm-hmm. Um I agree. Philele, I think probably is is you're most likely looking at a red shirt season, I think, unless you were to have an injury. But even if the Ravens were to have an injury at tackle, they have a lot of tackle depth as it stands now. Yeah. Ferrani's healthy and you also have Morgan Moses as your starting right tackle. Well you Juwan James is ready to step in at I at either tackle spot. Mm-hmm. I mean they have him, you know, he's been practicing some at left tackle. Uh he can play either spot. And so uh you know, he would be the first man up. And then you also have Patrick McCary, yep. who has played tackle, obviously, a fair amount. Played a lot of right tackle last season. So I don't know that Falele is necessarily going to be thrust into action very much his rookie year, unless you are really decimated. Yeah, I would agree with that. And also, he is a guy who, you know, he's got to work on the conditioning piece of it. Yeah, um, Falele. Yeah. And he... Uh, you know, he was a, he's a bit of a more raw prospect, um, <laughs> which we all knew. The, I, you know, the tight ends are really interesting. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about Isaiah Likely based on how he wrapped up minicamp. Had a great, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like you, you, end, you end school on a high note going into summer. Yeah. And that's what he did. Like, yeah. he's getting a lot of buzz and had a huge day, which is just how you like to kind of cap off an offseason uh, of work. And he could, I think both those guys, like, could end up, playing some significant snaps will I don't think it's going to be significant for either one of them I think that they will be a, a wrinkle in the offense I think they will be used Mark Andrews is obviously going to play like a hundred yeah percent I think Nick Boyle's going to get some run for sure as they look to beef up the running game especially as a blocker and I think that you know Charlie will be rolled in at you know give Mark this is kind of to your point earlier about like well does it end up just being, uh, you know, one guy plays 90 and the other guy plays 10 as his backup, yeah. you know, situation? Or, like, how much do they create this new role and these new formations and these new, you know, but packages could- to include these guys? Like, I don't know that there's going to be a ton of that. I think that they will roll them in and they, I think they'll use, like, likely as this kind of swing guy who can, you know, move around the offense and be, you know, motioned around and stuff like that. Charlie Kohler's really a guy to give Mark Andrews, I think, in year one for Charlie, give Mark Andrews a, a breather every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you that's kind of what I envision. What about what they did in 2019 with Hayden Hurst? You know, where they used Hayden and Mark and Nick a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that Isaiah likely is going to have as big a role as Hayden Hurst had in 2019 mm-hmm. when Hayden Hurst was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot different when you're talking about a first-round pick versus a fourth, a late fourth. Mark Anderson is a pretty big role, third-round pick. His rookie year, he didn't have a huge no, I role. Know. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, was, Dennis Dennis Pitta, look look at what the stats he put up his rookie year. Yeah, I think he catch. had one catch. Yeah, yeah, that we like to tease about. He got, <laughs> he got blasted. <laughs> no, I, I we have Dennis back on the pod. <laughs> Let's get him on after the break. I'm serious. We got. I love trolling Dennis. Let's get him back. To the Dennis pod. is gonna refuse. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah, I hope you didn't hear that. We're gonna bring him back. <laughs> no, I look. I, I think that. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if Lightly plays like he did that last day, they're going to find opportunities to get him on the field. Um, and sure. especially that, like, it's, it's not like the receiving core has these proven commodities at receiver. Yeah. So, like, the, I think it is a tight end-centric offense. the tight end, right, could eat up a little bit more of the pie in terms of offensive usage as a position group. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm going to stand with my statement. So I don't know if there's any... I mean, then Jordan Stout obviously is just going to be the starting player. Yeah, Jordan Stout going to get on. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully not. Hopefully he gets... Next, Zero. Next to nothing. He's just holding for extra points the whole season. <laughs> and field goals. We well, don't, we don't kick field goals. That's we right. That's score right. touchdowns. We only score touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And then Tyler Beatty would be the other rookie. Um, you know, I think that he's... That, wider, that running back competition, as we stated, is an interesting one. A lot of it obviously hinging on the health of J.K. and Gus. Uh, and and if they are not ready to go, how big of a role does he have? If they are ready to go, I don't think it's a very big role. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do our summer draft. Oh, yeah. We want to remind you that the sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So there you go. All right, here we go. All right, so we draft season. We were debating what draft to do, and we came up with the summer draft. I really just pull, you got to give me credit. I came up with that one pretty fast. You did. That was quick. You, we could tell where what your mind is. <laughs> this is what I think about during my commute. <laughs> what so, drafts are we going to do? So what the the what the the, the shtick here is? It's you know it's a summer day, and right. you can do one of these activities. You got the day off. What are you doing? What, what are, you are you doing, doing on these activities? So exactly. you want to run through the list. Well, I have them ranked, so I, I, don't, feel, <laughs> I don't feel great about this. Wait, right. I have I have the the message that you sent me that was not in order. Okay, okay, okay. okay here it is: uh, pool, it's a pool day, beach day, golf day, take a hike, literally, <laughs> not take a hike, uh, a bicycle ride, go to a barbecue, stay inside. That's like Netflix, video games, whatever you want to do. Mm. Read a book that could be inside or outside. Okay. Uh, go to an amusement park. Okay. Take a nap. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Those are 10 things. Okay. Uh, all right. Rock, paper, scissors to see who uh, right, ends up with the, uh, this is best out of three or just, just no, one? just straight up. Okay. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Woo! This is great. I got first pick, first pick, and I am going to be spending it with my toes in the sand oh, at the beach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's an upset. Oh, I am spending it. Oh, he botches it. Good luck packing up the car, <laughs> driving over the Bay Bridge. You got a three-hour. Oh, the traffic's terrible. No. Traffic's terrible. You, you don't get there until 3 o'clock. <laughs> you're, you're already angry. You're in a grumpy mood. All right, we got two hours on the beach before we no, got to be rush this, hour back. This is, no, no. This, just to, just to this clarify. This is a day this, trip. This is a day trip. We, we this did, isn't a weekend. We did. We it's did. a week. Just for the listeners out there, Mick and I talked about the the logistics of this before the draft, and we said we said that the beach 
you're basically just transported, you're teleported to the beach no, in no, this no, theory. No, no, no. You're not no, dealing with not all the that. other stuff. We did not say that. You're at the beach. <laughs> you're at the beach already. So Back in the car. <laughs> no, the worst. No. no, I am sitting on the beach. I got my toes in the water. Oh. This is going to be great. Now you're sandy. There's no shower there. You have to drive back. <laughs> you're like, do I change in the car? You got to bring the <laughs> no. jugs of water to, to rinse your feet off before you get in the car. <laughs> you feel disgusting. You know, you know. You get a, you get a beach spot right next to a chain smoker oh they're just puffing away you know you know it's bad you know that you i nailed that pick no. when you're just making no, up you all of these false scenarios you really didn't you really didn't you have to make up these scenarios that we already covered it. we already covered you the fact that it. that doesn't it's not how it goes i'm it. teleported to you the beach it. you botched the pick so okay you had, what was your number one oh easy choice barbecue oh the, no. the only one that comes with food it comes with the food prepackaged in. Yeah, but a barbecue, you're there with your friends, you're drinking beers. It's the best. You, a, also, you're talking to a fat boy. All right. <laughs> I love a barbecue. We had a whole barbecue draft. How do you turn your back on the barbecue draft and the meats? I'm going to be meat sweating it up. I'm already sweating because it's a hot summer day. Add on the meat sweats. I'm going to a barbecue. You can have food. It's not like barbecue is the no, only place where food exists. You're not playing with your friends in any or, or with your friends in any of these. It's only a barbecue. Yeah, but I can I can I'm saying you can get you can get food anywhere. There's there's places on the beach. But it's I'll not go a up barbecue. there and get a beach go to a beach oh, bar. What, some some kettle popcorn. <laughs> I, the boardwalk doesn't matter. fries, boardwalk fries kind of suck. <laughs> Let's be frank. Boardwalk it doesn't fries matter. I can eat anything. Good. I don't. Have, it doesn't have to be boardwalk fries. No, I can eat whatever it, I want. There's a million all spots you're on the beach. Is, is what you, the soggy PB and J sandwich you packed in your cooler that you brought from home? Well, your barbecue, as any listener who remembers the barbecue draft, is going to be terrible anyway. No, it's going to be great. It's, you <laughs> have no I good items. You have no items. I think I got what? burger, hot dog, and ribs somehow. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you took barbecue. All right. Fine. It's going to be a hot summer for you. It's going to be a hot summer for you because you're not cooling off. I got the beach, and if I don't want to go to the beach, if I don't want to mess with the sand, <laughs> I'll just head, head over to the pool because I got both. No, I got both. See, those are so similar. That's why I put barbecue number one because a beach day or a pool day, they're so similar. Yeah, but they're – just got two of the same. But if but that, you have no food. <laughs> what? You have no food. Again, you're, you're just – starving. The, these hypothetical situations. You're starving. The barbecue is the only place in the world where there's food access. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. I mean, you're starving. If, if you're just asking any person on the street what's a great way to spend a summer day right. beach or pool is going to be the top two choice you know no, this is barbecue. if this is family barbecue. feud if this is family barbecue. feud those two items are going to be the top two items barbecue is going to be and number I got both one of them. this is unbelievable that i mean barbecue is great everyone loves a barbecue but it's it's it was not even no, in do, consideration but for here's, one the, or two. Right, here's the thing here's the thing that i'm going to counteract this with and i'm making i'm changing my board <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to because it's going to be a hot no, summer. No, it's not. Not for me. Because you're going to be staying inside? No. <laughs> no, because I'm going to the amusement park. Water oh. rides. I'm going to the water slides, baby. They got the pool at the amusement park. Water slides. Yes. Sometimes. I'm cooled off. Sometimes. Yep, yep, I'm going to the water park. Sometimes I wonder. I'm like, this is, do you intentionally try to have bad drafts? I want the water park. Are you kidding me? I'm the I'm the wave pool. Ooh. I'm like, Ooh. like I water think some, slide. Sometimes I'm like, dude. If you don't I know love it's the your amusement park, you're too old. You're it's old. Your, it's your shtick to like have the bad draft, you know, no, because it's the not. bad draft. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cooling off at the amusement park. No, 
It's a amusement park, not a water park. No, it's a water park too. <laughs> it's a combo. Oh, okay, that's the worst because then it's like you can't decide. You spend all day. No, well, since I don't have a pool or a beach, I'm spending the whole day so, at the so water you, park. But then, then your kids are like, "We want to go ride the roller coasters." So you got to walk no, over. The, the kids and, aren't coming, and you and you're soaking wet. You're no, soaking they, wet. You're standing in line. You can't, there's no towel. That's okay. It's hot. That I'm is so. You're wearing, so you're, you're wearing your bathing suit in line for the roller coaster for That's two fine. hours. That is a no, terrible no, no, no. day. I get the flash pass. No, <laughs> no, you're way too cheap. No, no, I'm cheap, but I bought it. You I bought are it. Way I'm skipping ahead to the line. I'm like, Soaking. hey, I'm the host of the lounge. I come to the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, get in the back. <laughs> Soaking wet, like no. going through. Eating overpriced food at the amusement park. Amusement park was my last my last item. I mean, no, it is, was not. That is a no, terrible. There's no way you put amusement park in front of read a book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amusement park. I'm cooling off. I got my pool. Wave pool, which is way better than your lane you, pool. Which you gotta, has no you gotta wait in line. You gotta wait in line. Somebody does a cannonball in there. You gotta wait in line for for two hours and nah, they shut down the wave pool. pool. No. So <laughs> that's a, God, this is a clean sweep. All right, so then with my my third pick here, I'll just keep cruising. My top three items: golf. I'm playing around a golf. golf. Sucks. Golf sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, you suck at golf. That doesn't mean that golf sucks. <laughs> the only good thing about golf is driving the golf cart. No, and drinking beers. Right, which, which I I've had plenty of that at my barbecue. Yeah, I mean golf is a great no. You're just great getting, activity. You're just getting pissed off. On the course, no, you're, you're hacking. I'm, you're hacking. I'm, I'm striping it down the fairway, <laughs> and then you know, pitch you up. Don't even, you you don't even use your driver. That's how bad you are at golf. You tee off with your irons because I just just stripe it right down the middle. <laughs> you know, I can yeah, crush about, the irons a hundred yards. <laughs> well, I mean, beach, pool, and golf. I can't believe I, you got, I have an amusement park. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a negative. That's a negative. That's a negative barbecue. All right, How next. You know this is an L for you. Next, I'm going on a nice bike ride. I'm getting some exercise. So like golf, you're golf. You're not walking it. You're way too lazy for that. I'm I'm getting a nice bike ride. That's exercise. Fun. I love a good bike ride. Bike ride's fine. <clears throat> hike, <throat> hike, and bike ride. Those are those are a wash. No, hike is hike is way worse than a bike ride. That, no, you get to see way less. You're not going anywhere. You don't see forever. anything on a bike ride. You just nah. you just are just riding the bike. But I get to actually enjoy nature rather than just. What are riding. you doing enjoying nature? What are you doing on a hike? Yeah, I'm enjoying the surroundings, the animals, the beautiful the scenery. Animals. It's just a great relaxing, but also I'm getting the same on my field. bike, but I'm like the wind is going through my hair. A hike, you're just sweating. No, you're, you're sit- just sweating. You're, you're sitting in traffic. Sweat. A lot of back <laughs> sweat on a hike. A bike, the cool air breezing through your shirt. Nah, you're in the city. It's You're sitting at red lights. You got to watch over cars. No. That's where you are. No, this is yeah. a mountain bike ride. <laughs> All right, next. Gosh, this is okay. <laughs> I'll take a nap. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just I'm coming off my bike ride in music park. You know, I've gotten some exercise. I want a good nap. So, yes, yeah, which this is great. So you got taken. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, this is my last pick. And it's actually a really underrated pick. It's a great pick. It's the stay inside. It's it's the ninety eight yeah, degree day. One. It's a ninety eight degree day. Well, I'm, in yeah, August. I'm, I'm inside. But the nice thing about my nap is I could take it inside, or I can go out to a hammock with the breeze. Well, that's fine. You took take a nap, and that's fine. Take a nap is nice. It's but I get, than I get inside. everyone knows you reach a point in summer where you just don't want to be outside. It's just too hot. It's uncomfortable. You want to be <laughs> inside. You want to. You, you know what? I'm going to go down to the basement, and I'm going to play video games. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm not going outside. I don't like doing that. I can't do that uh, for an extended period of the day. It just makes me feel like I wasted a day. Well, like, if I go down and watch Netflix, I can watch Netflix at night. I feel fine about that. You know, I can I can binge watch something, a couple hours. If I watch Netflix during the day or play video games during the day, I really feel like I've wasted my day. I mean, I'll need I'll need to to come inside and hang out after I've spent the day at the beach or the pool or playing golf. So I need to come inside and just relax. Well, see, while you're doing that and your brain is just frying, I'm going to read a book. What's the last book you've read? I'm going to read. You don't know how to read a book. <clears throat> I read books every night with my children. <laughs> What's the last adult book you've read? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, it was probably one of John Eisenberg's books. Ooh. The streak, I think it was okay. the Cal, the Cal Ripken book. Um, 
what do you release that one about five years ago? <laughs> yeah. You read it every year, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. All right. Well, this is, you're going to be able to work on that this summer. Well, yeah, summer. I'm going to work on that this summer. <laughs> uh, so wow. I'm going to get educated this summer because so, I'm reading a book. So just to recap here, I got, that's incredible. I got the beach. I'm gonna, you know, the, my my reading a book, I'm going to get so many personal pan pizzas from the book. I'm going to be booking it. Every, I'm going to book it. Every, I, it always comes back to food. You just like create this food <laughs> items. You remember book it though, right? Yeah. So, all right. I got beach, pool, golf, a hike. And when all I'm done with all the outdoors, I can hang out inside, play a little video games, watch some Netflix and just relax. All right. That's what you got. I got, you have no food. You have no food. You have a pimento sandwich on the golf course. I, I got barbecue, water park. <laughs> Just such a amusement park, sweating everywhere. No, it's great. Uh, it's fun. Uh, then I got bike ride. Oh my God. Then I got nap and then read a book. You can't even get through it with a straight face because you know it's such a bad draft. Listeners, Mick is currently laying on the floor. He's ready to take I'm a nap. I'm taking my nap right now. I'm <laughs> start. All right. All right. Are you, the first are, time ever, I got smoked in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> get he admits first, it. Getting the first pick was really big. <laughs> Where you screwed up was not taking pool. You should have taken pool. You should have taken pool. Pool? Over barbecue. But then you would have gotten barbecue. But you got Pool no. and beach are too similar. You pick pool or beach. You Having did, both is kind of a waste. You did the panic. I got the amusement park. You didn't, which you know was a panic Water pick. Park? That was a panic pick. That was a panic pick. That was, I have a big need. <laughs> <laughs> God, I have to take this wide receiver right now. Oh, <laughs> listeners, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. I think there's going to be a consensus on the emails on this one. <laughs> Nobody's saying, even make himself a submitting defeat in this, but uh, send us your emails about this draft. Also, let us know what questions you have uh, as we get ready for training camp. So like we mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, there will not be an episode next week. Uh, we hope everyone has a nice summer. Uh, summer little break there for the 4th of July. Have oh, nice I'm going to enjoy my books. You're going to enjoy your nap. My nap and my, well, those two go hand in hand. Let's be honest with me. That's why I haven't read a book. You Five had to take those together. In. Oh, I'm done. Five pages in, I'm asleep. So uh, enjoy the 4th of July, and we'll be back with you after that break. Talk with you guys again soon. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.